Hey everybody, so it is Zeda, Z-E-D-A-G-R-A-C-E, back here with Amanda. Her at is at where is Amanda, please. And we are gonna get into a little bit of a part two. Definitely. A little bit more scandalous. I feel like the Ashleys in recess when they're like, scandalous. <laughs> yes, for sure. Gonna um, talk about relationships. I feel like I would have been a Spinelli. Is that her name? The tomboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had recess. Five Ashleys that like yeah. made up like the Ashley group. I remember like a little clubhouse. The tires. Like, whatever it was. They Think had, about like, how many white, like blonde Ashleys there are in the world. That was pretty accurate portrayal. For sure. For sure. Where do we want to start with this? We can start with, wait, so how many, because you've had one long-term boyfriend? So I dated my high school boyfriend for three to four years. I dated this one guy in college on and off for eight years. He was in between all of my long-term boyfriends. <laughs> I dated one guy in undergrad for a year and a half, thought I was going to marry him. Mm -hmm. He's actually why I started going to therapy because we broke up and we had every single class together. Oh, damn. Yep. It was not fun. He ended up dropping out of school. I did graduate. Look who came out on top. I might out, have, but I, I might have, I might have, you know, <laughs> cried in the bar in public when I saw him right after, but I got my degree. So yes. I think he might have finally graduated. I don't really, I don't check up on exes. I, I don't either. I don't believe in it. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm like, if you're out of my life, you're out of it. I can't open that mental door but so I dated him for like a year and a half then I dated a guy from South Carolina that I met when I was picking up my sister for break for like a year mm -hmm. broke up with him at his sister's wedding oh <laughs> burn oh yeah that's, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to tell that yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and then I moved to Florida actually for a guy Kind of. I applied to my grad school a week before the deadline. Yeah. I just kind of spur of the moment was, oh, I'm not doing anything right now. Let me see if any schools are still open. Applied to three schools, got into all three, which was cool because I didn't study for the GRE or anything. <laughs> uh, good thing I'm smart. Humble <laughs> <laughs> brag. Yeah. And well, that's just how much of a nerd I am. No, like, I know. I love stuff. it. I love it. And so, really, that's why so many people hate you because you're I know, just like naturally I know. like so would, like honestly, on point, and people just like can't take honestly, it. Honestly, I would hate it too. Because a lot of people, honest to God, work their entire lives, and they could probably well. I know maybe, it comes like, naturally for me, and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to use all of that natural talent to the best of my abilities. Do I know how? Not necessarily. Am I constantly? using it though yeah mm -hmm. so you know it's better than someone having that natural talent wasting it or just taking it for granted so then i moved to florida for him mm -hmm. he was trying to buy me a house wife oh me God. up and everything so how long were you guys together uh about a year and a half i feel like you've had a lot of boyfriends yeah i'm a i'm a, like a monogamous long-term <laughs> girl <laughs> Well, because I like consistency. No, so do I. Like, I've, I've had long-term boyfriends, too, but I feel like mine have just been, like, super effing long. Yeah. Like, a lot of I have a problem with... So, I have two things. One, I have a curse. Mm -hmm. I have a lingerie curse. I can't wear it. I, I can't. Anytime I've tried to buy it... Okay. My boyfriends and I have broken up before I've gotten to use it. Two... Every single guy I've dated has married the girl that they've like dated. Like the next with. girl. Yes, the next girl. That's two. Three, I don't intend to do it. I just think it's a natural effect of who I am. Mm -hmm. I think I demoralize men because I do live by such a harsh standard. And I don't expect the people I'm with to live to that standard. That's something that I think I've gotten better at as I've gotten older. Maybe when I was younger, I kind of did hold them to the same standard, but now I can separate it a little bit more. It is really hard to, I think, watch someone be very good at things over and over again and then not feel like you're doing enough yourself. Oh, for sure. And for sure. I think every guy I've dated 
really liked my ambition and drive, which is something that I like about myself so mm-hmm. much, until it interfered with them. And until it became like me choosing something over them, mm-hmm. even if logically it made the most sense for me to do this, especially long term, mm-hmm. they weren't my main priority. I'm I'm 27 now. Mm-hmm. I was like 21. You're not... No. A right. guy is not my fucking priority. I'm going to study science, okay? No. You are not more important than that. Even as a family, you should want yeah. smart women, smart partners in life. You want somebody who's growing in some way mm-hmm. or at least open to it. And they just ultimately started questioning who they were as people, how good I guess they were as people. Mm -hmm. Almost all of them cheated on me. Mm -hmm. Almost all of them lied to me in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why I don't really... I'm going to try a polyamory type thing. I just... I don't know if it's just who I am as a person, you know, as a scientist. Well, those are social constructs to relationships that are based around how we're raised and the priorities we value Mm -hmm. is how we feel. I do get naturally jealous because I was raised white conservative Christian. Mm -hmm. You have your one partner and you guys are only pure for each other, etc. So that's hard. But I just kind of want to challenge myself, but I think... When I say that, people hear, oh, she just wants to sleep around a lot. It's like, no, I want basically a monogamous relationship. But my intentions of living a life with someone, not that it's unrealistic. If you and I are out and we like somebody, I'm just not ruling that out, okay? (laughs) I have spent a lot of time in Europe. It is more European love affairs. I met a guy in Florida. I had, Thomas, I love him so much. (laughs) He's this German international student, and he. This is who I was talking to the whole election. We were freaking out about Trump being Hitler and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him three weeks before the semester ended, my second year of grad school. I was just sitting on a bar mm-hmm. on game day. My best friend Kunal was just, you know, kind of chilling in between my legs, but not in a weird way, you know, like I'm sitting on an elevated surface. Because I like to scan when I go sit at bars. Because I don't like being in crowds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that survival instinct. Yeah. I like to sit No, no, no. I scan. do too. I like to see who's around me. Yeah. I love going clubbing with Kunal because he, we get a table and I can sit and observe and watch people. And I love people watching. Me too. It's so interesting. Yeah. People uh, are so funny to yeah. watch because especially when they don't think that anybody's watching. I them. know. It's fun to watch yeah. people in their natural Very much so, habitat. Yeah. And when people's inhibitions are lowered, they're more likely to act how they naturally would. And I think that's what bothers me about humanity in general and our current public figures is nobody's natural facade of what you're being told to promote. And some artists are, but they're the ones who spend a lot of time alone. You know who they are as individuals. And I imagine that's why a lot of child stars kind of go off the deep end as Amanda Bynes. How are you supposed to know who you are as an individual when you've just been told to be all these different identities your whole life? Yeah. And it's hard for me figuring out who I am now. Oh, uh, I've lived, you know, for like 25 years on someone else's schedule. Right. And doing stuff I was interested in, but not my own goals. I just like to compete and I need an outlet for it. Did I care about how... I did that, what team it was on or anything. No, I just always wanted to be better. Yeah. It was never in relation to anybody other than myself. Mm -hmm. Which I guess is other people view competition to win against other people. Right. And I don't. Yeah. And see, I I was always pretty competitive, but not overly competitive. Yeah. How, what... Is your dating history like? Something that I don't think I've ever really said on my platform is I have real daddy issues. Oh, and me too. so I didn't really realize it when I was younger. And yeah. obviously, like, the more I got, like, the older I got, the smarter I got. Just the more I learned, I realized the constant need to be in a relationship like, yeah. came from my need uh, from what my dad, like, wasn't giving me, essentially. So... 
When I was in the ninth grade, I mentioned this in the first part, but I dated a guy. I started dating a guy when I was in the ninth grade through um, when I was a senior, and then... You I grew went, up in a single mom household, right? Yeah, yeah. I started dating that kid. I broke up with him my senior year, and then I went and started partying with kids in my senior class. I finally started hanging out with people from yeah. the Plata, and then that's when I met my ex-boyfriend, who we dated for almost six years. Mm -hmm. And then I we started started dating in December of my senior year. I dated someone for three years from like ninth through 12th grade, right? Broke up with him and then I started dating someone else three months later and then we dated for six years. And we broke up a month before my 23rd birthday and mm -hmm. that was because I cheated on him. That was the most devastating moment of my life. Not why, why did you cheat on him? So though? him and I, we had this very passionate relationship. With all of my relationships. Yeah, and I was like a senior, and I had when I graduated because I was older, living, right? He's, yeah, he's older than me. Yeah. So when I had graduated, I moved back to my mom's house. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got back from senior week, he came over to my house and spent the night for the weekend, and just mm -hmm. never left. So then we just started gradually bringing his stuff. He threw out my TV, brought his TV in, we brought all of his clothes in, right? So he's now living with me. What was he doing? So when we first started dating, he was a bum. Sort of. He wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. He did an odd job here yeah. and there. And then he worked at Applebee's mm -hmm. as a waiter. And then he was good family friends with like the Huntsburgers. Su it's such a low standard so, of living or low cost of living that yeah. you can do right. pretty much anything. Right. And so then he got a job, Royce's dad, forever. And then he worked there five years. And then he's still an electrician. He just works cool, for yeah. another company now. That's what he does. We just started having a lot of issues. We started arguing mm -hmm. a lot. We did a lot of drugs together. Mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of psychedelics. So we would cool. trip on acid. And I all of my hard drugs mm -hmm. I did with him. Ecstasy, Molly, once. I would just be one so time, scared of the Yeah, like one time I, yeah, like my prom of my senior year was when I had started doing ecstasy for the first mm -hmm. time, right? And it was like prom weekend. And, and we probably did 10 e-pills all weekend long, yeah. right? I passed out. Uh, we were up one night and he was actually taking, I had gotten weave, like yeah. hair sewn in for prom and mm -hmm. he was taking it out and I passed out. I had a seizure, like a mini seizure from mm. it, right? That next Monday, I was Googling the exact e-pill that we were taking. Come to find out, they were meth bombs. And so yeah. that's fucking wild. So well, anyways, I'm a biochemist now. And it's I, crazy. Like, I, can't I worked believe. in like the Center for Integrative Chemical Biology and Drug Discovery and synthesized chemicals all the time. I can make all of that shit. It's crazy because the kid who actually sold me all of the e-pills that mm -hmm. I've ever did in my life... I just would never dead. trust any... Yeah, yeah like I he's dead, like he OD'd. Him. Like he's dead, he died like three years ago. Right, so we started, we would argue a lot and then I'm bringing in like the drug use mm -hmm. because we drank a lot too. Yeah. Like we drank a lot together all the time. His work schedule, he would work 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I would get off at like 7 or 8 p.m. because I was working at a car dealership at the time. So he began to really develop a problem for alcohol. So mm -hmm. I would come home and he would have drank an entire bottle of something, passed out next to it. And he would just get super nasty. And we just, as the time progressed, it just got worse and like more violent yeah. and just Overall, it was just not a good space. And we ended up buying a house together. And the final straw, we had been dating for almost six years at the time. And that summer, we had just mm -hmm. bought this house. Two weeks later, we went on a vacation. My family owns a condo in Myrtle Beach that we go every year for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And his family does a vacation yeah, as always well. See getting so tan. And <laughs> this particular summer, his family decided they wanted to go to Myrtle Beach the same time that my family did. So we were planning to do like this joint family vacation. That was going to mm -hmm. be great, right? We get there on a Saturday on 
Tuesday. Connor's parents had friends in Charleston, South Carolina that they had drove up to see for the day. So it was Connor, his older sister, and his little brother. Mm -hmm. His older sister's boyfriend was there at the time, and then so his parents left to go to Charleston. They were gonna hang out at Connor, his brother, sister, her, his brother, his sister's boyfriend. They were going to the beach. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to all meet up later that night. Okay. I went to call him to figure mm -hmm. out something about dinner. And that's when shit hit the fan. Apparently, that morning, he had drank an entire bottle of vodka. I don't know okay. which kind or whatever it was. And he was just being very nasty with his sister and his little brother. Oh, no. And so we ended up getting into this huge fucking massive fight. And... Connor pushed his sister. I wasn't even there. I'm hearing about this yeah. secondhand. We're in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. He was in the middle of making a fucking sandwich and he had clothes in the washer at his parents' condo. He fucking left Myrtle Beach. He drove to Maryland. He left Myrtle Beach and drove to Maryland. Is he fucked up? Yeah. Oh like gosh, he was so wasted and called mm -hmm. me and was fuck you. You're not living in this house with me. But nobody fucking knows. Like, nobody knows shit unless you're in that relationship. Yeah. So much stuff had happened in this relationship. You really... It's, it's a build-up. Really it's, it, it's a build-up. And that was the cherry on cake for you. That's you what, were, like, gaslighting is. You slowly question yourself more and more and so more. Crazy. And then you have... By that point, you feel so worthless as a person yeah. that you believe what they're saying. And also, for me, it's... Almost like a mental side of, well, I'm better than them, so they should want to treat me right, or they should want to treat me better. I deserve that love. Mm -hmm. Like, well, if I, I, I'm giving it to them, so I don't understand why they're not giving that to me. Yeah. No, it was crazy. When he left, I couldn't believe it also because of everything that he was saying to me. I mean, it was just being, we're done. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to be with you anymore. Like, yeah. All this, like, really wild shit. So he ended up leaving. Just my mom and I, we went out that night. I mm -hmm. met a bartender at <laughs> Wet Willie's in Real Beach. And you know what I did? I did. I wrote down my phone number and my name mm -hmm. on a piece of paper. And when I paid my tab, I gave it to him, right? Mm -hmm. Talked to this kid for a few weeks, bought a plane ticket. I went down mm -hmm. to Myrtle Beach and I spent the weekend with this kid. Which is normal time, now. Right. At the time, his sister and I worked together mm -hmm. at the dealership. I used to work for BMW. And I told one of my coworkers what I did, who then told his sister, his sister who then his confronted sister, me about it. Did his sister know he was abusive? Yeah. Everyone knew because they... This is what seen, I don't yeah. get is... People know and then sit there and will contribute to it. Yeah. So they will want to try and gossip or tell people. And even if somebody chooses to stay in a relationship that is mm -hmm. abusive for whatever reason, they have to be willing and have the resources to leave on their own before yeah. they can. Yeah, yeah. And it was... They um, also have to know that that's not right. And I was in an abusive relationship all of high school mm -hmm. because my dad treated us a certain way and I didn't care if my high school boyfriend treated us that way. I saw my dad treat my mom like that. Was it really that weird? No. Was I ashamed by it? Yes, but my dad was a different person in public versus private anyway. I just thought that was relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's probably also why I refuse to be anything other than completely open now is because I can't have two separate lives mm -hmm. and my dad used that to be a different person behind the scenes and to like be that authoritative figure mm -hmm. and I rebel against authority now. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I have a problem with authority. Mm -hmm. I have a big problem with authority. I'm not like it. <laughs> our, our parents who are like, this generation is so lazy. First off, you guys raised Yeah. We, we are if anything, if you're complaining about our relationship, you're the direct result of you uh -huh. guys. So. Two, you guys have a lot of angry women coming for you. Not even just our generation either it's gonna be for years 20 
20, 30 years, you got a lot of empowered women. A lot of shit's gonna hit This is exactly why the GOP is acting the way they are. They know as soon as those women get smart enough to realize that that is not appropriate and you cannot act like that in a society and just instill all these values of women being subservient, not being able to question it and being weaker. All these lies, basically. They're gonna have their own communities fucked. Yeah, and they know that and they're just trying to postpone it so that those who are most responsible can get out of it It's gonna fuck with people (laughs) The craziest part of it all was just how it all also Mm -hmm. happened, right? And so his sister at work at BMW and I knew something was off because she was acting like really weird to me So I was hey, what's up? And she was don't fucking speak to me right now Don't talk to me. Also, what does it matter? You guys were broken up no, we weren't. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he said that. We'd been dating for six years. Like, we don't know. Oh, We've okay, never okay. broken up. We never, no. No, I fully okay, cheated so on it was, No, it was really it fucked was up. It was sneakier. No, it was like also because What I, was the dynamic like when you got back from Myrtle Beach? When you were with him before you flew down? So he felt really bad about like what happened in Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. But this was just a cycle. Yeah. This is a repetitive thing, you know, so much the last happened. year that i dated adam i used to cheat on him all the time but he was so abusive at that point i didn't give a shit i don't count them as bad that yeah. was my way of surviving before i got to college could physically get away from him yeah and to be honest if she would have never confronted me she made me tell him we were in the bathroom and we had this conversation and i looked I think her, that's fair yeah i looked her in the eye i didn't I lied to her yeah. really and she was you're a fucking liar i literally have screenshots that you sent someone of what you did and i'm like well fuck i mean yeah. she is right at this point i cannot continue to lie <laughs> so she was pretty much you're either you're gonna tell him or i'm gonna tell him I really want you to tell him because you need yeah. to tell him, right? So this was on a Tuesday. The next day was Wednesday because I was off on Wednesday. So I called my mom because my mom knew that I went to Merrill Beach. She knew what I did. So I called my mom. I told her what was good. She was off. When Connor was at work, we moved all my stuff out of the house that we had yeah. like just moved into. And he didn't even really realize it. He got home. I wanted to go to dinner. We went to dinner and then we got back. I'm just like picturing like a sat completely him, like, like, on the empty couch. closet. Yeah, yeah. So I like sat him on the couch. Hey, like I've got to, I got to tell you something. This is really hard for me to tell you. At first he didn't believe me. He did not believe me. And then he did. And then he fucking choked me out against the yeah. window. We were upstairs in the bedroom and was choking me and I just mm-hmm. remember oh my please don't kill me please don't kill me please don't kill me please don't kill me yeah and but he couldn't forgive me he could not he couldn't forgive me and that was it that was it yeah. he didn't which, want to like, be with it's, me it's which good. was harder too like, it's that good was even though like, that he couldn't forgive you no it is good and it was all really truly the best thing that could have ever happened and for a really long time I thought I wanted to kill myself I didn't want to be I didn't want to live yeah, like, you feel really, so guilty like, and I felt so bad but it was why am I feeling bad when yeah. Terry and I a few months ago we went to this winery out here called Stone Tower Winery mm-hmm. and it was the first time that I had been there since Connor and I went there one time and this was like a very fucking wild story so we had went to this winery and this is like right after I turned 21 we're lucky he should have been arrested i should have mm-hmm. been arrested so, and this is just another honestly disgusting oh, example I've, of I've just like white privilege stories. right yeah. so we're at this winery we drank three bottles of wine mm-hmm. at this place when you go to wineries you can buy the glasses mm-hmm. we bought two and stole two so we had four right so this is just context right loose glass in my yeah. car we're driving home i we were living in pg county at my mom's house and stone tower winery was 30 minutes from here so this mm-hmm. is like a really far drive yeah. out so we're on the way home and we got into this argument and to this day and and even when we were still together him and i tried to remember what we were arguing about and that just like goes to show you how fucked up we both were because yeah. we cannot to this day i can't even tell you what we argued about but he pulled over on the side of the road we weren't on the beltway but he pulled over on like a main highway and we were in each other's faces in public so people are driving by right he took my car keys threw them yeah and we're in public fucked up and here comes two cop cars pulling up to us and they just think it's like domestic violence yes so that's the and reason so they don't we, care that was it that they we just got called like a domestic violence disturbance like what the fuck is happening 
Connor is being so nasty to this female cop. Yeah. So rude to this cop. And I am crying like somehow this cop calls my mom. Calls my mom to come get us. They drove us to where my car was. So they were like, well, honest to God, if either one of you had the keys in your possession, like we would have just arrested whoever had the keys in their possession. Because he took my keys and threw them and we couldn't find them. They couldn't arrest us. They technically, no, they no knew proof. we were drinking and driving, but they had no proof that technically we were drinking and driving because we were just there next to the car, right? So, so, what, so what people then, listening should take away from that is if you get pulled over for... <laughs> that's No, 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 because I've been in a situation you just before. throw the keys yes, into the forest. Throw the keys. <laughs> there was a Jerry's subs. Yeah. Took us, dropped us, and they were like, listen, like, we've told the owners of this place that if you two start fighting to call us back and both of you are going to be arrested but my we were waiting for my mom to get yeah. there it was like an hour and a half like oh, two hour drive just like, and we don't want it, anymore. it was such a hot mess and we ended up getting into an argument in the restaurant of course we did. it progresses outside right so there's we're also in a residential connor oh. then takes off on foot in a neighborhood in a residential neighborhood. I didn't go after him. My mom comes up. Pulls <laughs> Why up, would and you? Mom, Let him run. He wanted to run. Let him run. But my mom is, we're not leaving him here. Like, we have to go get him. So then we're, my mom driving. Her. That's an example. Okay? That was just one thing. You my, know what I mean? My mom would let There's Adam come so back much. in all the time. And she taught at McDonough with him. And so he would come visit and talk to her and come over. And I had sex with this kid every single day just so he would leave me alone. Sex basically became like a weapon for me. So it's been difficult to relearn healthy behavior as an adult. So my mom would just let him back in anytime we got in a fight or anything. It got to the point where he would come over after my sport or whatever. And I would basically have sex with him so that he would leave. Mm -hmm. Every day. Every day. For years. He, the whole time, basically, was cheating on me with girls from McDonough and stuff. Yeah. That Did I, you know? Uh, not, like, really. One random girl mm -hmm. tried to tell me one time, and years later, my brother even started hooking up with her for a while, which was so annoying. After it really pissed me off. But, um... Fucking Ricky, what a dick. She approached me at a track meet in front of all of her teammates mm -hmm. very publicly and i'm obviously a very private person uh or i was for a long time especially about the abusive relationship i just didn't talk about it because i didn't understand it was abusive at the time it started out loving you know teenage romance kind of blatant obsession i guess you know i just i thought that the attention was good attention i wasn't getting attention from males anywhere else this male happened to love me we, right. By the time we were seniors, he had started taking steroids, and granted, it was because he knew I was leaving for college. He got a 980 on all three sections of the SAT, which is not very good, and he checked it next to me, which was mistake number one. I got on just two sections, I got a 1560 <laughs> out of 1600. I missed two questions. He would compare himself and just knew that I was going to go to college and he wasn't, or at least the same college. He was really good at soccer though. Phenomenal, played for DC United's youth team and program and stuff. Then just started basically slacking off and doing more and more things to make it so it didn't seem like he cared. Mm -hmm. And while he was taking steroids, he started getting abusive. And at one point he had his neighbor hold me and Molly up at gunpoint. That's who did that. Mm -hmm. He framed it as like a joke. I still dated him after that. Had such an unhealthy familial dynamic in general that yeah. I permitted so much horrible behavior as a result of it. And like my dad sits there and tries to make me feel guilty for not wanting him to be in my life, even though he's alive. He mm -hmm. supposedly wants to be. And... I don't think he understands that. So my mom technically cheated on him. Mm -hmm. They had already decided to divorce a long time before that, basically. My dad had so many inappropriate relationships with single mothers mm -hmm. on the local baseball teams and stuff. When I worked at the Blue Crab Stadium dancing on the dugout, my boss was 
can I just ask something? Did your dad have an affair with this person? Thank you for validating that because we don't know, but we always uh -huh. thought. You're like, thanks for validating because we actually don't know, but now we know. Yeah. Thanks. And it was just blatantly inappropriate. We spent way more time with other women who weren't my mom with him. Yeah. And he decided he didn't like my mom a long time before their problems officially started. And it was based around his inadequacy and he needs that attention because he's a narcissist. He just needs outward approval. He needs other people in public to like mm. praise him with that affection. For a long time, he got validation that he was doing something right for parenting because I was still succeeding even through all the fights and everything. Mm -hmm. I was, and I was so undeniably smart that yeah. they had to be doing something right. I was proof of that. And I hated him. I hated him the whole time. I think he genuinely does not realize that I hated him. Mm -hmm. And How are you guys now? Like, what's your I don't talk to him. Ever? I don't. No, I don't need to. It's annoying because dating, it's frustrating because... Um, Everybody's always like, what about your parents? Yeah. And then you have to casually... Oh yeah, like, I just don't really fuck with my parents because then everybody and wants to know. Don't like, get people it. just want to know. And why. then they want to know the details. Yeah. And, okay, here's yeah. the details, but then they regret asking. Right. And then they're like, well, shit. Like, and that's like a lot of details. Well, you wanted it, so here you fucking go. I think, honestly, this is part of why I started the blog and everything was so when I start dating it again, I can just be like, just go read about me, please. Figure out if you want to invest. In this craziness, and then okay, I've got there. hours and hours of podcasts yeah. to listen to. You can do me you, a favor and read one of those. Learn and about get back me, to me. Learn about me. Report back on. I'm literally so good. I remember there was a screenshot you. you posted of a conversation that you had with a guy, <laughs> and you gave him a homework assignment, and then he did it. Yeah. <laughs> They like. I to, love that. They like to be rewarded for their behavior. And it's men so are simple funny. creatures. Like, I can't. They cannot. My issue is guys don't believe me. The guys who I like don't believe that I like them. Mm -hmm. Some of them have told me this. I am telling you right now to your face that I like you. Why do you think I'm tricking you? Yeah. Why? And it, I don't know if it's just because some of them have very self-deprecating humor too, and it's dark humor, but. Where I think a lot of people go wrong is I'm very self-reflective. I don't think I'm self-deprecating. So I'll reference scenarios and be like, that was real fucked up. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to say that I'm a fucked up yeah, person. Yeah. No, like, same, same, same. I may I do, talk positively like, about things. myself yeah. because there's no use in shame and guilt. It just blocks you from growing as a person. It, it stops your ego from admitting that you were the problem. And so, well, why did I do that? What factors were at play? How did I justify that at the right. time? So I don't judge people who are like that. And I understand that humor because mm -hmm. it's my type of humor. But so many people are self-deprecating side of it. And I think the men I'm drawn to like the strong side of me because it's so open and it creates this warmth where they can be themselves. They know that it's not, I'm not going to judge them for it, but I don't think that they're okay with who they are as individuals yet. They're still in the shaming and guilt phase. I feel like so many people are though. I have a lot and of And they might never move past it. That's yeah. the reality, especially a lot of them are from the South. Mm -hmm. So their families have certain expectations for them. And with my family, obviously, if I wanted to live up to their expectations, I would be married with two kids already. The other day, I was talking to my mom about my uncertainty in life. Uh -huh. Her solution was for me to have a baby. What did she say to you? She said, she it was... might give you direction. And I was like, with who? <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. With no. What men in my life right now are at a stage where they are ready for that, for one. Two, that is not a solution. Yeah. Sometimes it happens unexpectedly. Okay. Stop bringing children. But so up. many people think that having a baby is gonna fix solve their, their problems. Yes, it's not. And if anything, it's just gonna add more problems. Yeah. Because if you had a shitty relationship before, it's just gonna get worse. Unfortunately, a baby's hard work. I grew up in a home that was less than loving, and it doesn't matter what the fuck you can offer them. If you can't offer love, 
they're not gonna like yeah i agree um, that's a harsh realization especially for parents who grew up in the consumerism culture and in wartime and whatnot yeah i'm my mom is the total opposite like, i'm the light of her life but you you've also had the space to be who explore yeah. as a person earlier uh, on and yeah. everything i didn't have that because mm -hmm. i had to meet these standards yeah yeah and i i think that because i was able to experience so much at just such a young age now at 26 i feel like i've experienced so much i know who i am whereas yeah. i feel like so many people just don't even know who they are because they just haven't been forced to deal with things yet they, siblings are alcoholics basically they, they probably think that there's nothing wrong with it because yeah. alcoholism is celebrated in society yeah like, and no one thinks there's anything wrong with it my but. mom tried to do a dry february this is the good thing about the pandemic is it's hard because a lot of people are dealing with substance abuse issues my mom though had to confront the fact that she does in fact have one because she tried to do a dry month made it three days three days yeah mine will tell you that she she doesn't have a problem she doesn't have a drinking problem but my yeah. entire life my mom she's like has... oh, i drink like a, a bottle a day yeah sitting but and like over like the span of hours just sitting around at night watching tv yeah, and I'm like, listen, like, five. that's an entire bottle. And not just the 750 either, the big bottles. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just so crazy because she legitimately doesn't think that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But she does not have Well, it's all it. over Southern Maryland. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it earlier My today. uncle used to have Dragon Coke in his water bottle when we would have to bale hay. 6 30 yeah. in the morning not even just that but Shout alcohol is used for <sighs> everything you're having a bad day yeah. i'm gonna have a drink you're having a really fucking great yeah. day i'm gonna get a drink something to celebrate let's get a drink you know whatever it is it changes so. who you are my siblings have both gotten aggressive with me when they're blacked out and honestly i don't know if they remember that's kind of the hard part is mm -hmm. i don't think anyone sits there and tells them what they did or how they did it in a way that's actually representative of what happened right they just kind of excuse their behavior and i just don't have the patience like i'm 27 i don't want to live my life around people like this i feel like it's hard having siblings again this isn't so i don't have siblings mm -hmm. and i think i'm like one of the very few people that doesn't have any siblings like everybody that i know has multiple yeah. siblings of course, it would be cool to have forever people, but at the same time, so many siblings are so toxic. I have yeah. so many conversations with people who have very... And of course, the same amount of people that have like great siblings, but I'm yeah. saying, damn, not only do you have actual enemies in the real world, but you have at home people too. very close to you that are trying to like, tear you down. I just don't know how one would really deal with that. It's got to be very hard on you for anyone to have issues with siblings for yeah. real, for real. I think that sucks. It affects my relationships too, because people who grow up in very loving households and have the space to be themselves unapologetically, I know what unconditional love is. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was in, really until like college. Yes, my mom really loves me a lot, but she doesn't really know who I am. I put a lot of myself out in the world and my siblings don't like that. They don't, and right. that's the natural part of it. I think if you create something with light, you should share it. Yeah. And even if you create something that's harsh, but your intentions are in the correct place you should share it we share enough superficial things we should be sharing realistic legitimate things even when they're hard especially if it helps people grow yeah for sure i do a lot of leading by example mm -hmm. i don't lead well through direct actions but i don't like to share with that many people yeah so i share it in a way that removes me from the subjectivity of it i guess but my siblings don't love me unconditionally, which they're the people who are supposed to, and they don't even like who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a bad person. So I'm just like, why don't you? Right. And, you know, in the way of we put so much pressure on women to be with other people too, and your identity is wrapped up in someone else acknowledging mm -hmm. your value, 
that with men and dating, I almost didn't expect them to love me unconditionally. Or the opposite, when they'd be so obsessed with me, mm -hmm. I couldn't separate their problematic obsession with legitimate connection mm -hmm. because I didn't know what that was. I didn't have that example set. I think it definitely impacts my ability to connect, but then I have such a deep chosen family that's so overwhelmingly loving mm -hmm. that now that I have that group of friends and family who do offer me that beyond any reasonable doubt and from so many different directions that I don't satisfy it with men who can only offer me that superficially now. I just am uninterested in them almost. That's just pointless. I can see that. I like to third wheel that I don't have pressure or anything. Like I can just... Do what I want. Yeah, no, I have. Sometimes three I worry people will exclude me. Exclude you? My best friend from my gap year in undergrad, she got married. When she moved to Colorado, I flew out with her to help her move. And we would talk intermittently, but I was so busy with science, my programs and stuff, that I just like don't talk to people that much. I am more introverted than people seem to think. Yeah. I, I go through periods where I won't talk to anyone for two weeks and then I'll hang out with everybody. No, I again. feel that. Sometimes I get into these weird phases where I really don't want to see people, but then I will get into a phase where I want to talk to Yeah, I just if I'm motivated on something, I like yeah. to work through it. There's a lot of things that draw my attention these days. Yeah. And she didn't invite me to her wedding. And she told me, really? yeah, and she told me it was because it was only going to be couples and she only wanted people who could understand what it is like to value a bond like that. Really? So you guys aren't friends anymore? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. So Also, up. I love so deeply. That's like, wild. I've never heard of I've never heard of someone ever. No, no, no. That's I was pissed. Oh, what a dagger into the heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> so not only am I single, but, but I am not invited to watch love. <laughs> yeah. Not only do I not have my own love, but that I can't even so witness it. <laughs> I can't believe bullshit. that. Yeah, wow. it pissed me off. Like, I haven't talked to her since, which is fine. She, she uses like a scapegoat for all of her shitty behavior anyways. Um. Which is whatever. I have never really judged her for that. That's just the type of person she is. Mm -hmm. I think you can compartmentalize friends in the same way, especially yeah. as an adult. I have some friends that I need certain boundaries with because I don't trust them mm -hmm. in certain ways. But yeah. they're reliable in others. So I value their friendship in that way, not other ways. Mm -hmm. Do I necessarily like those types of friendships the most? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I... I also don't know the circumstances of those people as much. Maybe they do that for a specific reason. Maybe there's ongoing factors going on. I try to not deny someone or make judgments about everything without knowing a complete story. That's so shitty. Yeah. That's super shitty. I think part of it may have been she... I think she struggles more when attention's not on her. A lot of people are like that. Yeah, and I don't try and command the spotlight in any way. I just think, do. Yeah, and I don't mean to. Yeah, honestly, some people just have an aurora about them, or yeah. some people are can just easily walk into a room, and other people are captivated by. And them. I think for me, it's like a little bit of fear. <laughs> you know, like it's it's intrigue with a hint of mysticism. All right, what is this woman about to do? She looks appealing but something is setting off danger alarms mm -hmm. in my mind that combination is exciting especially for men mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i don't mean to do it and i downplay it i'm very tomboyish would look at me and most people also now question like, oh she's probably a lesbian definitely does not bat for our team just because of my style and mm -hmm. stuff it's always been that way too yeah. like high school but, but, dude, there are people that you never know. I have a girlfriend who, she just got married. Yeah, and it's a stereotypical assumption. And it is, honestly, someone I never even ever pictured. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. There, It's just going against yeah. stereotypes. Well, like, we grew that. up in such a conservative area that like, at UNC, some of my friends were drag kings and queens. Mm. And I did gymnastics, so at UNC, 
all the guys who did gymnastics, most of them were gay. So when we'd have these big conferences and stuff, it's basically just a gay dance party. Yeah. And it's so much fun, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's basically- I feel like college was such an experience for you. It was a way was- bigger experience for you <laughs> than it would be like a typical person. Not only were you a crazy athlete, but being so sheltered your whole life and then being just yeah. free. I- you were like just dropped off. In I North also Carolina. loved costumes of all kind and I like making costumes being creative and costume parties and rap parties that we got to dress up were my favorite I don't even drink very much my my freshman year I definitely did because we would go out a lot but I like to go out and be in party scenes and stuff mm-hmm. now I like going out and being high but I like to go out and be tipsy not drunk and just people watch that is my favorite thing i also really like dancing but not like with other people i like dancing on my own yeah 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 i like having space just vibing yeah and college facilitated that so much more and i don't think i ever would have been comfortable especially living in southern maryland because of the way people treated me in high school and how bitchy and rude and petty they were Mm -hmm. even if they grow as individuals you don't change how that affected me and just for shits and giggles for the record how many of those girls who bullied you have never left and have probably listening (laughs) (laughs) yeah all of them i probably all of them because i that's like there's again yeah there's nothing wrong with that but don't hate someone else for having opportunities that you didn't have when you don't know anything about their circumstances or don't throw shade on someone for taking an opportunity that you just won't because you're complacent because you're just that's the norm. Or and like, I think that that's so common that like, someone wanting a different life from you yeah. because they're a different person isn't devaluing your life in reference to you. It doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. You can't fault them. They were just so mean and evil and just horrible. Yeah, girls are mean. girls. That's why I love that feminism now and Taylor Swift is setting that example by empowering women and talking about not talking down. The fact that they have that example and kids these days have examples like that is huge. That's gonna be so interesting to see how it kind of changes it because being mean isn't cool. I wonder also how different it is for the kids now who have social media. Yeah. Because when we were in high school... You didn't know if you were different. Right. But I'm saying the bullying that goes on mm-hmm. on like social media slash that the comparisons that go on with social media. Like I know that Instagram, for example, came out my senior year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was Twitter and Facebook and MySpace before that. But Instagram was really groundbreaking. I didn't have any and of like, because I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. And see that dropped my senior year but i just can't God, even imagine such yeah and i'm glad that it did. i would have gotten into so much trouble yeah. see that's also why i like that we're not slut shaming as much fucking kids are gonna get into a lot of shit earlier on and i got into a lot of shit early on without being subjected to it so i think the idea that them having more access to it is going to increase that behavior probably not it's going to increase that behavior to be made public though Mm -hmm. and i like that we're entering an era addressing slut shaming because of that netflix shows like sex education and stuff are so good and euphoria they deal with really heavy topics that are Mm -hmm. so hard but kids can see that and see how they're handled and I just had to suck it up and deal with the bullying. We had what mean girls. I just knew it was gonna continue, and that maybe one day they'll realize that I was not a. I didn't deserve any of that just because they had an opinion about whose dick I put in my mouth. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. No, you should probably go suck one yourself. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, it wasn't Camelot. No. No. Did you know about Camelot and all the little Plata girls who work there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when Trish tried to fight me for that, it really pissed me off because everyone knew her mom was a stripper and that her dad owned the club or whatever. And she was slut-shaming me and you've been doing this shit since seventh grade. Why? I don't even know you. Why do you give a fuck about what I'm doing? I guess she knew Danielle. 
but Trish tried to fight me on behalf of Danielle. I didn't know her at all and she tried to add me on Facebook two years after undergrad and no message or anything accompanying it, just a friend request. We're not friends. You, you made my life hell. You just hated me for no fucking reason. You have like everything you could want in life. You have a three times nicer car than me. Please just leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, one of my girlfriends, she worked at Camelot. She lived down there. I forgot, like, one of my girlfriends worked mm -hmm. at a club, and I was like, I, like, I should just become a bottle girl. I want to do that so, so much. much. If I'm if I'm in a city next, I think I'm going to have to do that if I'm in school. Mm. One of my best girlfriends was like, hey, like, what about, like, Empire? Like, think that they're hiring. Oh, yeah, like, I could be, like, a bartender. What's, like, Empire's vibe? What is it? Yeah. It's very polite. Okay. It's very classy is it like political kind of no no mm. no all the men that come in there are Politician, they work on the yeah. hill no one's talking about that mm -hmm. so in dc because it's not a state it's a district they have a no touch law which mm -hmm. is the only place in the u.s that has it you can't touch the dancers. They have private dances, mm -hmm. but you cannot get a lap dance. At 11 in Miami, that I think. Oh no, they're like full on strippers. Yeah, they're uh -huh. probably, they're most they definitely were, like having were, sex. No, they were undressing me. Oh and, like, yeah. One of them started licking my nipple. Yeah. Okay, I'm a yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, like a little out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure that I dislike it, but I don't know you. So yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm honest to God, I've never been into a club in any other oh state. My God. So I don't so. know, but a lot of the girls that I worked with were dancers. I'm, I'm gonna they would eleven to sponsor us. <gasps> there was a lot of girls would go to different clubs, and like, I know that in just other states are super, super, super raunchy. Texas, there are no laws. Nothing is off the table in Texas. I know, I know that because a lot of the girls would say that. But DC is a whole different ball game. I mean, honestly, I can't say that. I can just say that Empire is a different ballgame. Okay. I can't tell you because I've never been inside of another club. I have been inside of Camelot, mm -hmm. but I haven't been. I don't know about any other clubs in D.C. and what they do, how they mm -hmm. do it, but I do know like how things are run at Empire. And it's a very, very classy place. Connor did all the electrical work inside of Empire when they oh, were building it. That's great. Well, that's what Bob's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so and I remember work. that when we were dating, he would come home. Oh my God, we're finishing this club yeah. strip like, and it is so badass because they had bulletproof showers that hung from the ceiling and. Oh, that's hot. I don't know. But that was just like a cool feature, yeah. right? I remember how excited he was. Just the electrical work in it, period, was just so pretty. The setup in it is really yeah. nice. Get a chance, go. Get a fucking yeah. drink. Just go there, grab a drink. It's just very cool. I like it a lot. Oh my gosh, I didn't ever consider the fact that because I've only ever gone to strip clubs and big uh, club scenes, usually with Kunal, and so he gets tables. Mm -hmm. And when we go to 11, he just hands me stacks of ones. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> I was not good at it the first time, but the second time we went back, I could wave off the ones I didn't want. It yeah. Was very empowering, you know, <laughs> in its own way. <laughs> but I've never thought there's, you can just sit at a bar. Maybe I could do something for a psych thesis. Yeah, observe. Oh. I think would have such a good time. Think about you could studying. get so much information by just going just, into and just having conversations. Because yeah. the thing about the club is that people go in there. Mm -hmm. And everybody is conversing with one another. Mm -hmm. A lot of the clients that would come in would also be talking to one yeah. another. Because they're all trying to boast and show off a little bit and flex on yeah. what they mm -hmm. do. And there's a you know, looser mm -hmm. word. Of mm -hmm. It was fun. It was a good time. It was really, really fun. Everybody's different, really. Like, you really had your professional girls that would go out there and scale the fucking 30 foot pole and do a somersault yeah. in the air. I would have anxiety. One wrong move and you're fucking yeah. dead. If but one wrong move and you just eat shit. Yeah. So I hated that about competing in gymnastics. I really loved gymnastics, but I hated competition. Mm -hmm. You were dating Connor then, right? No. I wasn't dating anyone. That's cool. It was like a little like empowerment. Yeah, this was after we broke up. Yeah. This was during that year that I was like, single. Were you ever overly worried that you'd get like a stalker or something? No. I mean, I kind of... No. Yeah, not really. I didn't think about a lot of like... So I Ubered in and out of the city every yeah. single day. I would FaceTime Terry. I was talking to Terry during that time, but he wouldn't date me officially because...
period. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how cool you are. That's just not happening. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. I respected that. Yeah, I wouldn't like, want to date someone yeah, who is... Yeah, that's a boundary for yeah. certain men, which is also why two guys that I know, they were like, why don't you do porn? Do you know how the porn industry treats women? Yeah. Can you not in, almost insult me in that way? You, you don't have this respect, even if yeah. we destigmatize female sexuality. I get shamed for a bikini picture on Instagram and get bullied for it incessantly by my family still to this day. You think <laughs> that I want to open up another can of worms? Allow it to impact my career and my hireability and how seriously people take me as an individual? Mm -hmm. And they don't care, so they didn't really think about it. But I have to think about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. There's and enough like, hurdles to dating me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it was also, like, it does matter too that it's not like I was in Texas or yeah. in Atlanta or, you know, in North Carolina or whatever. It would have mattered. Terry's is a little bit conservative when it comes to that. So he's not a fan. Cardi B's song, WAP, Terry's not a fan. <laughs> so it's funny because we're so different, right? Yeah. And we just come from so different backgrounds. I mean, that sometimes it's, really it's true, nice like, to have that tracks. balance though, you know? Mm -hmm. Your partner should help you in ways that you're not necessarily naturally good at. Yeah. Also, not one time has Terry ever tried to use that against me. Mm -hmm. He's never ever once tried to say anything about that. He's always been very He's like very down there listening with a stethoscope yeah. to the wall. He's oh. writing on a notepad, <laughs> mental uh, note, do not use this against yeah. her ever. I know, right? <laughs> I think that was always something that I was a little worried about was, you know, like, are you going to... Are you going to try to use this against me? So if also, we get into like a fight, like, mm -hmm. are you going to try to call me? What are you going to say? You yeah. know what I mean? Also, those guys don't date me right now. Or they're just not. Whether, granted, that they're in Atlanta. But they also know that I would move to Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot to offer me. I'm kind of ready for a new space anyways. But I don't, I don't want to move to Atlanta and fulfill their desires without them asking. <laughs> yeah. So they tell me stuff like that, but then aren't dating me. And I'm not gonna jump if you're not gonna jump, you know? This is a two-way street, buddy. You guys say you don't care, but do you? Like, you actually do. Yeah, I think that some people say that they don't care right now, and then mm -hmm. later on down the road, they're gonna try to use that, you yeah. know what I mean? And Especially for women, you have revenge porn. If one, well, so and just that, it doesn't matter what I do in my life. Whatever I do, someone, Someone's somewhere gonna is like gonna find gonna, that, yeah. and then they're gonna try to bring that up, and they're gonna try to discredit everything I've ever done. That's why I'm owning my high school shit right now. Like you just remove that power from them when you yeah. don't. As a nation, we can't remove that power because mostly white conservative men are in power in every industry and we keep wealth within the same circles and we don't expand opportunity a lot of women hopefully white conservative women are going to kind of educate themselves a little bit more and it's going to be hard because there's going to be a lot of really sad stories mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of difficult discussions addressing behavior the hard part about missing Alex, he didn't really have a direction in life necessarily. And that's kind of, I've had mm, probably like 10 friends now who have committed suicide from the Little Play Day area. Because I ran in so many different circles that even if it was just one person in each circle, I'm always drawn to the weirdos and the people who are strange because I'm strange. So I'm usually closer with those people in those circles. I'm usually the only one though. And unfortunately, a lot of them have killed themselves in various forms. Damn. I worry that there's gonna be more of that too because people shame themselves and guilt themselves for being different or guilt themselves for not knowing the right thing. And the people who do feel overly guilty are usually the good people, but they think they're the bad ones. And so now we have a whole group of people who don't hold themselves accountable and just excuse their behavior and they're the ones who should be feeling guilty. Yeah. And it's the good ones who don't because, you know, we just have 
kind of made the world harder to live in. And I think that everyone is so entitled to their own opinion. I love that we all have our own mm-hmm. opinions, but we're, it's so hard to find a common ground. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of accountability. People are worried about censorship. Freedom of, yeah, I if agree. you're so, wrong. Yeah, that you, should not be publicly displayed. The president of the United States should be censored if he yes. is publicly Wrong. spreading false information. <laughs> yes, 1000%. I couldn't believe how many people I saw. We're not going to be censored. I'm. You should be so pissed that the leader is giving you false fucking information. But this is also the issue with Trump's support base in general is the idea behind white privilege and that word sets a lot of people off because it puts white people on the defensive. Mm-hmm. The idea behind it is that If you're white, and especially if you're a white male, you are granted a respect and authority in your voice the minute you're born because of your skin color. For sure. And so white men have represented authority figures throughout our generations over and over and over and over again. Every single industry, every single power figure. For sure. And now you guys have to earn your respect. Because you're not entitled to it. You need to build it on an educational background and cultural awareness. Mm-hmm. And that is a different standard than you've been held to most of your life. Yeah. And that's hard. That's yeah. really scary. But that is the standard that every other person, every woman, every person of color, every immigrant... Anybody has had to live up to Mm -hmm. because their word does carry less weight in society's view. It's Mm -hmm. less marketable. It's less desirable. That feels like oppression to you and it's just equality. You need to accept that. and I think there's just this whole idea that white people have that giving... You earn respect. You don't get it. Right. And I think people think that giving free education or free fucking healthcare to everyone, that's not like taking away from what you have. Or just giving someone Also, it's very plausible and financially responsible. Yeah. And And helps our country. It's just what's crazy (laughs) is the amount of individualism, care for individual needs. How many people who told me like during this election that the reason that they were voting for Donald Trump was because it benefited them financially. And people are so selfish to care more about maybe getting a tax break. Maybe. If you're lucky, then caring about the well-being of the rest of the country. Do you know what I mean? It's, It's stupid. It's wild. And like their lives would be better. It's just it's not instant gratification. It's a longer term payout. So universal health care, living wage and everything helps people and your children in the long run. And you're going to be paying for it. I love my parents right now because yeah. of quarantine and everything. <laughs> They're paying for the economy that they birthed me into that they vote for over and over again. Right. Blindly. Anyone who thinks ACB is not going to repeal Roe vs. Wade is delusional. I'm going to stick by that assertion. Also, if they wanted me to talk nicely about them, maybe they should have treated me better. I'm not going to hide. This impacts why I'm involved in public health and like Mm -hmm. epidemiology. The opioid overdoses, the substance abuse disorders, alcoholism, public policy surrounding that. I never realized why I was drawn to it. Biochemistry and learning the chemical compositions and understanding the way the world works, trying to make sense out of it, was my way of making sense out of all of this fucking chaos. Right. I just don't have the patience to be somebody I'm not anymore. That might be the PTSD as well. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Is it a little off the rails? Probably. Yeah. But it's okay. I feel like I've also been that person. My whole life. That's where I succeed is when I'm allowed to follow my drive. So is it really that strange? As, or is it just like we characterize it differently in an adult? It's very artistic, which yeah. I think art and science are very intertwined because it affects your creativity and the way you problems and like perceive things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like what we learn about the world is based on things we learn about other species and ways we can model behavior that we as humans can understand. Dogs have 200 times the amount of scent receptors that humans have. They can smell things we can't even fathom. How? Yeah, like how do they smell yeah. weed? Drugs. Do you think we can even quantify no. what 
anything to them? No, we can't. And to me, that's amazing. I love this world because of that. I think it's so interesting. I want to learn so much about it. I don't have the time to dull that and fit someone's mold. I just don't. I want to put out what I want to do into the world. And yeah, like that's what I, I feel that. I feel that 100%. I have ADHD, which as I've come to learn more about it as an adult and study it more. It's not necessarily difficulty focusing. I can focus on anything that I really see a benefit from. However, the minute I don't see it as being beneficial to me, I have no interest whatsoever. You cannot get me to focus on it. Yeah. I will not. What at all. Yeah. Which is lost cause. Luckily, I have believed in the ability to focus for a long time. ADHD is just deviating neurologically from like our nine to five society. Which makes sense because in school, I could change something every hour. I was doing something different every hour. I extended it to three hours in college and started to struggle a little bit more. When I wasn't running, I was a nightmare. Oh my God. The energy I have in my body is not normal. <laughs> I don't understand how a person can be this energetic, which the weirdest thing about balancing that and PTSD is that it's anxiety, I think, but to me, it's just energy. What do I channel it into? Mm -hmm. That's also why this guy that I just, I was telling him that we were talking about how I started smoking a little bit more. Like honestly, I just think it makes me easier to deal with. I can sit and relax, hang out in bed on weed. I know I'm a little bit difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. My family's told me forever. I think I'm a great person. I just am honest and mm -hmm. very almost brutally honest. Um, yeah. And I think it makes me a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I love it. I don't know. It's just something that I've, I've been yeah. doing it forever. The lab I worked in Florida was doing medical marijuana research before it was legalized. Oh yeah, because it's still, it's not even down there for recreational it's use. Medical. Oh, Which is so medical. stupid because Florida of all people should be taking Oregon stance they have so much addiction and substance abuse disorders if they just would fucking legalize it and invest that money into and do, public like, health what, programs what, like the state of Washington or yeah. and like year, what they, like, basically like Switzerland it. does by like decriminalizing and some of them even provide government syringes of heroin. Yes. We wean people off of it and then don't address the social issues that and then just get and then to they it. go back to their group. Yeah, so you just have these cycles of substance abuse disorders. Okay, they're drinking because they fucking hate their nine to five, which is really an eight to six. They don't make enough money to be happy and they're tired of working under people they don't care about. Okay, so they, you know, go to AA, get clean for a little while. They're still back at that job. They still, because they can't risk losing their health insurance and maybe they have kids, mm -hmm. maybe they have a wife. That's the sad part and that's what so many Americans are struggling with is yeah. that they just... And they think that's normal for right. them to be trapped like that. Right. And it is. It is being trapped, being <clears throat> so miserable and hating your life. That is more damage to your body stressing yourself out you guys are prisoners in your own minds oh because God, you're just cool. worried about everyone else's opinions and then you're putting those same unrealistic horrible opinions onto yourself mm -hmm. willingly telling yourself these things right oh i can't i can't just can't deal with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy well i guess we'll end that one there Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. That was my friend Amanda. She's at Where Is Amanda Please on Instagram. Again, I am Zeta Grace, Z E D A G R A C E on Instagram. This is my podcast survival mode, and I just really want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening for whatever reasons. Let me know what you enjoy out of it. If you have any kind of commentary, I honestly don't give a shit if you don't have anything nice to say constructive criticism is very different from just shit talking so if that's the case just keep your unsolicited opinion to yourself and continue to hate slash also listen to an entire hour-long show all right hope you have a wonderful day uh keep up with the blog and everything